Hey, Go Church family, this is Gilbert, and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadable. Hey, everybody. We're really excited to get started with a new series. This is the month of June, and we're introducing a new series called Able. What a great title. Yep, we're really excited. And actually, what we're going to do is over the month of June and July, we're going to be talking about the series. So for the first time, we are uh, taking two whole months to talk about one series, and we're calling it Able and Able Two. Yes. I, uh, you know, we just finished Rooted 2. And so uh, we're going to kind of keep this going through the summer. And uh, this word able, I think is both it's important for us to get a revelation of, but also able is something that we need to be. You know, we have a great commission that Jesus gave to us. And if we're going to If we're going to accomplish it, we need to be able. That's right. So this is the introduction week for the series. Uh, Next Sunday, we have our Big Sunday gathering. And and this is really going to be introduced at the Big Sunday gathering. But first things first, I want to make a few announcement points. I want to talk about a few things before we get started with the materials. First thing I'm going to say is who is Go Church? If this is the first time that you've hooked up with us, the first time that you're listening in, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Uh, Go Church is your place. It is your place to love, grow, and go. We want you to experience the unconditional love of God, to grow in His love, and to go out into your world with His love. We are a Bible-based, we're a Spirit-filled, and we're a groups-based church. Yeah, that groups-based church, um, in a sense, it makes us unique, but not by comparison to, say, uh, the church that we see in the book of Acts. And what it simply means is that we base or center or build everything around groups. Everything at Go Church Beirut happens in groups, gatherings, and teams. And our groups are the fundamental or the the building block of the church. Thank God for the Bible. And that's what we base our our, our things on. You know? I, I guess that's why we're a Bible-based church. Exactly. <laughs> so... Like uh, Pastor Matt just said, uh, we are a groups-based church, so most of our meetings happen in small groups. Once a month on the second Sunday of every month, we get together for our big Sunday gathering where the new series is introduced. And for the rest of the months, we are in grow groups all across the country by faith. We're expanding and we're getting more grow groups going uh, and happening everywhere and all week and at all different times. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you think, well, I would like to be part of a grow group, uh, well, message us because we say Go Church is your place. We want everyone to find your place and your place to grow is in a grow group. And if you think, well, I'm more of the big Sunday kind of person. I don't know about the whole grow group thing. Then Go Church is probably not your church. Because we want everyone to be part of a group because groups are where we can grow together. It's a place for accountability, for relationships, to be activated uh, into a gifting, a calling. Put some things that God has put on the inside of you for Go Church and for this nation to work. Yeah, absolutely. So the the most effective 
um, times that people had with Jesus were in circles, not rows. That's exactly right. And very well said. Uh, a couple of more announcement points that I want to make is that this uh, this month on June 24th, we have something called Experience Rhema Day. You don't want to miss that. Pastor Mac, can you tell us a little bit about that? So Experience Rhema Day, uh, you, you hear that and you think, well, what's Rhema? Rather than explain it, what we thought we would do is we would just give everyone an opportunity to experience it. Rhema is a center of excellence that trains spiritual leaders for ministry, for service. And it's not uh, only for Go Church, it's for any uh, any Bible-believing uh, follower of Jesus can come to Rhema and get trained to, to uh, discover uh, their purpose in life. But uh, for June 24th, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on uh, family and ministry. And we're also going to have Rhema kids, so kids can experience Rhema too. That's and awesome. I'm excited about that. That we're limiting to only 100 children. Um, so you have to pre-register to have your kids come. Um, and we're limiting it that on purpose because we want everyone to have a great experience. We want to plan for it. And so for this event, it's limited to just 100. Um, and several people have already uh, pre-registered. I'm very excited about Rama Kids. We want to model uh, what great kids ministry looks like. And then we want those kids to have a great experience. We're going to focus on spirit, soul, and body uh, like we did here at Go Church in the Real You um, uh, series. And then uh, for uh, for the big kids, for the grownups, uh, we'll have the Experience Rama Day. It, it's uh, on a Saturday. It starts at 10. It goes to 4. We'll have lunch provided. Um, there is no cost to attend for adults. We are uh, we do have a small fee, 500,000 lira per family that is uh, registering a kid because we are making some special arrangements for them and we need to plan ahead uh, for those. For example, every kid's going to get a t-shirt. Who doesn't That's love awesome. a t-shirt? That's awesome. So I can say that I was part of the last experienced Rayma Day. Uh, personally, it was it was very eye opening. I learned a lot. I experienced a lot. I received a lot, and I was also able to volunteer and and help with uh, tasks that need to happen to make experienced Rayma Day a success. So in my case, I was doing some some ushering work. But I can say that, you know, if you want to also be part of Experience Rayma Day and not only be part of it, but, you know, sign up as a volunteer, I encourage you to do that. You, it'll help you be in a position where you can receive even more and see the plan and purpose that you're carrying out by what you're doing. That's exactly right. And, you know, we emphasize getting involved at Go Church because uh, getting involved in seemingly very natural things, you mentioned ushering. Uh, it actually puts you in a position to receive supernatural things yeah. because uh, the things of God are eternal and they're spiritual. And so June 24th is a great opportunity for you to bring your natural to what Jesus is doing in Lebanon and let him add his supernatural on it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the last announcement point I do want to make is that a few of us in August are going to be going to a Holy Spirit conference in Turkey, mm -hmm. in Istanbul. 
and that conference is happening on the week of the of August 15th through to 19th. Uh, that same week and in, in that same location, there's also the Rayma Mina meeting, which is happening on uh, Monday, August 14th. Yeah, so that's right after our big Sunday in August. And if you are interested and you would like to be part of this uh, meeting, it's uh, we're saying a Holy Spirit conference. What does that mean? It's uh, sessions uh, in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. And it's going to be focused on the Holy Spirit, how we as believers, as followers of Jesus, can um, can yield to, can respond to, and cooperate with the Holy Spirit in our life. Yep, we had a great time last uh, last year at yep. the Holy Spirit Conference, and we're really looking forward to it this year. Yeah, I believe it's going to be great. So if you if you do want to be part of that, if you want more information about that, please reach out to us on our WhatsApp number or on any of our social media, and we can send through some information about this. Absolutely. So now let's get stuck in to our series for this month, which we titled Able. So Pastor Matt, uh, can we read the main scripture for this month and talk a little bit about why we're, we're doing this? Yeah, so... Uh, before we read the main scripture, uh, you know, we're going to talk about, and you're going to hear over and over and over again, this word, able, able, able. And I, I want to talk about it because I keep hearing, I keep hearing these, this statement, not from one person, but just from the circumstances from the situation in the country, from life in general, not just the situation in the country, everywhere. I mean, with inflation happening all around the world, um, the different changes we see in the world, there's a lot of not able. We're mm -hmm. not able. We wish we were able. I, 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 this, it seems impossible. Those aren't, those aren't Bible verses though. Right. And so I want to look at what the Bible says, and we're going to read our main scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 8. But before you get to chapter 9, there is chapter 4. And uh, of course, you, you know me, it kind of makes me want to start in chapter 3. But in, <laughs> in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it's only verse, five chapters. It back. is. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, it says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. As we get into this subject, um, I, I want you, as you're listening to us, as you're listening to this, as, as you're going through uh, the Grow Group material with your groups, don't just focus on what you see. Let's, let's take a little time and look at what is unseen. You know, Hebrews 11 says that Moses endured, endured what? A, a nap? No, you don't endure a nap. You endure hard things, right? right? Yeah. He didn't endure cotton candy. He endured hard things. How? By looking at him who is invisible. That's Hebrews chapter 11. If you want to know what verse, I would encourage you to open your Bible to Hebrews chapter 11 and start in verse 1. And keep reading until you find it. That's good for you. <laughs> and uh, if as we as we start looking, and we're gonna we're gonna be talking about able. 
the voice that you hear in your mind that says, yeah, but you're not able. Yeah, but how would that work for you? Uh, you have my permission to tell it to shut up. <laughs> shut up may be like a rude word, but that's okay. There's some things that that's, that's just the appropriate response for. And the thing that says you're not able, just tell it to shut up. Because right. that disagrees with what the Bible says about you. So with that as the introduction uh, to the introduction, <laughs> let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Yeah, I mean, just on that subject as well, um, you know, where, uh, where Jesus teaches us how to exercise our faith in Mark chapter 11, the demonstration that he made before saying, you know, you can tell this mountain to be removed and to be cast into the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart, but believe, but believe the things you say will happen, they will happen. Yes. But the example he used is that he didn't bless the fig tree, he cursed it. Yes. commanded it to die. Yes. And, you know, Proverbs tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So we need to learn how to exercise that death side to things that need to die in our lives. Yeah. And that's sometimes the, the wrong thoughts that we have. Exactly. About a situation. Exactly. Or the wrong habits that we say. Exactly. And that is part of growing up spiritually, which is what we were looking at uh, in our last series, about taking control of your life and applying God's word, making room for the truth of God's word. And in or, if you're going to make room for the truth of God's word, it means you have to get other things out. Yep. And the primary things that you have to get out are your wrong ideas. And one of the wrong ideas that we want to attack is that you're not able. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we have two months to do that. Yes. And I'm very excited about yes. this. So how about... Uh, I really want to read this. I love this uh, passage of scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. I want to read this in the New King James Version. It says this, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. What a great verse. I like how many times it says all. All. Always. For every. You know, you know um, the New Testament was originally written in the Greek language. And uh, I don't know, I mean, I'm not a Greek scholar, but I have, I have studied uh, the Greek language a little bit. And I have uh, looked up in dictionaries this word all in Greek. And do you know what the original Greek definition of the word all is? All. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> so... And God is able to make all grace abound toward you and me. Yeah. That you and me always have all sufficiency in all things. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't include. No. Wait, yes, it does. <laughs> all. All. <laughs> all means all. All things. <laughs> so if there's a thing that we need to have ability in, He's able. Yeah. Praise God. He's able. That's right. And if he's able, that means I'm able. He because, makes us able. Yeah. He, he makes his home in me. Yeah. His ableness lives in me. You have to start talking. because. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I do, I do want to say something. I want to add, since you, uh, you mentioned the Greek words, actually uh, that word abound 
in Greek, that is, you know, I've, I've heard it taught as super abound. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not just full, it's like overflow. Yes. And actually in the Passion Translation, I really like the way it's worded. So let me read this verse in the Passion Translation. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough. It's not enough, it's more than enough of everything, every moment in every way. Glory he to God. will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Glory to God. That's I, so big. I believe that. Me too. I believe that and I say that applies to me. That's right. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 is uh, obviously follows chapter 8. And we're going to be focused on this verse, but I want to encourage you to go back um, you can pause us. <laughs> we'll be here when you get back <laughs> and, uh, read from chapter one. I mean, so for, well, that wouldn't hurt you, but read from verse one, chapter eight through to this verse, because then you'll get the context of what the apostle Paul is talking about to the church in Corinth. And you notice he's writing this, uh, this verse or this whole letter is actually written to the whole church in Corinth. So he's not writing to one person. He's not writing to um, the, the one person that volunteers for everything. He's writing to the whole church. Yeah. He's not writing just to the pastor. He's writing to the whole church. And if you, if you read the whole of chapter eight and the whole of chapter nine, you can get the context of this, but this is this great, encouraging, faith-giving summary that God is able to make me able to be ready for anything yep. that I need to do. That's so powerful. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, talking you're you're talking about the context in these verses. And you know, I don't I don't want to uh shy away from the fact that one of the many forms of ability that the, that the Lord gives us is financial ability. Yes. And that's what actually Paul is talking about in these verses. So, you know, where he talks about God is able to make all grace abound, you, abound to you. So in verse eight, in, uh, sorry, in chapter eight, in verse seven, he says, but as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. He's talking about a specific grace and that grace is the grace of being able to give to the work of the ministry. That's exactly right. And he uses that same reference when he is telling the Corinthian church about the church in Galatia. Yeah. He's saying, hey, the church in Galatia, you know the grace about this church in Galatia. What grace? That they gave, yeah. this, uh, they gave this financial support uh, for this particular ministry outreach that he was raising funds for. Yeah. And that's really the context of chapter eight and nine is he's raising support uh, for a specific ministry project. And he's telling the church in Corinth, and this applies to the church in Beirut, <laughs> that there's a grace on the church in Galatia. And this is how it was demonstrated. They gave, they, they, they didn't give hope they gave money yeah, and they, they were able to give money. And then 
as we're going to dig into what happened as a result of that. And he's telling the church in Corinth, and God is able to do this for and through you. Yep. So actually looking at the, uh, at the context here, the Paul is talking about the ability to give to support the work of God and also the ability to re receive supernatural provision for the work of God in our lives and for us to be able to give forward because you can't give what you don't have. Right. And that's an important point. In fact, that's uh, what he says in the same, uh, in the same passage. He says, it is uh, not about what you don't have. It's about what you do have. And, and he's working in your ability where you are right now so that he can take you to a new level. I find it interesting that, you know, all, all of the promises or all of the, we're, we're going to talk about promises this yeah. month and the promises of God and what that actually means. But all of these things, you know, uh, where we see passages of scripture that promise provision and promise abundance, they're always tied to giving. They're always tied to having something flow out and then flow back in and then flow out and then flow back in. And I find that really, really interesting. We see that, you know, a lot of us quote uh, Philippians chapter four, verse 19. And that's quite, you know, quite a popular verse of scripture. It says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But, you know, people much less refer to verses 14 through to 18. Mm-hmm which talk about this very, this very subject actually is the same church yes. that, that Paul is talking about that, you know what, in my, in my distress and in the need of the church, that church gave, yeah. you know, and even they gave out of their lack. It's not like they gave out of this, oh, well, we have so much, so let's throw a few pennies at it. They literally gave over and above what was naturally possible for them to give. And then he says, and my God shall supply all your needs. Yes. And, you know, you see that in various other scriptures. I'll tell you, go to Proverbs verses 11, 24 to 25, and you can look at that. And there, there, are, there are tons of scriptures like that where you see that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to make sense in the natural, but like the more you give, the more you get, that doesn't make sense naturally. Obviously, if I spend more <laughs> I, in, in my bank account, I will have less, but that's not what happens with God. Mm -hmm. What happens with God is that, if you have a generous heart and you are a giver and you want to want to be able to give and demonstrate that giving, then there's more that can flow your way. So if you think about a, a pipe, what's the purpose of a pipe? The purpose of a pipe is for water to flow in so that it can flow out in another place. Yes. And if the faucet is closed, nothing is flowing in. But if the faucet is open, that pipe is flowing out where the water needs to go, but there's also water flowing in. Yeah. And I mean, in the pipe example, the only limit is when you shut the valve. That's right. And uh, so you, you said something about it doesn't make sense. This, you know, Proverbs, there is the one that scatters or there's the one that gives and yet still has, still has more than enough, Yeah, um, which is a good verse to just spend some time thinking about if you have, uh, if you've experienced, you know, financial hardship, these are the kinds of things that you need to keep your eyes on as opposed to watching what, um, the news says, or 
listening to how, you know, someone talk about how bad the situation is. But here's what doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand how we can go in to a big Sunday. We're going to be together next week and put our hands up and worship the God who is, the God who was, the God who always will be, the God who won't fail. You know, we sing that song, he won't fail, he won't fail. He, why? Because he's more than enough. He's, whoo, glory to God. And then, uh, you know, we, you know, we walk out of there and then are struck uh, with these uh, challenges and think, oh, but I don't know about this. We can't do that. We're not able to do this. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make there's, sense. There's a disagreement there. And if you if you think, oh, now they're just talking about money because they want my money. We don't we don't want your money. Go Church Beirut doesn't want your money. I don't want your money. Car for wants your money. Spinnies, <laughs> they want your money. A lot of it. <laughs> but <laughs> what 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 I'm talking about is I want you to be in a place where you are able to accomplish all that God has for you. And you know, let's we're just gonna keep doing this. Go back. And look at this verse again. God is present tense right now. Yeah. Nothing needs to change. There doesn't need to be any political decisions. There doesn't need to be any changes in the government. There doesn't need to be any changes in the political situation. God is able right now to make all grace. And that includes the finance piece. Yeah. And that's specifically what he's talking about. And and think about yeah. this. He didn't say all filthy lucre. <laughs> he didn't say all ungodly riches. He doesn't say all uh, filthy worldly goods. He said all grace. Grace is a good thing. Yeah. But yet he's talking about finances. Look at the context. He's talking about finances. Money is not the root of all evil. Loving money and being stingy is the root of all evil. But your your pipe analogy, what is that? That's free flow. Right. Free flow. I'm not holding on to anything. Why? Because I'm not worried that I'm going to run out. Why? Because God is able to make all grace, including the finance grace, abound, super abound, go beyond what I could do on my own to me. To me. Yeah. Why? In what way? How would this affect me? So that I always have all sufficiency in all things and I can abound to pay my generator payment. That's right. I can abound to go to Spinney's or Carrefour or whatever, wherever I buy food. I can abound to do that. And, and I can have more than enough whereby I can actually support someone to fly out to the Holy Spirit conference yes. and receive something yes. they've never received before. Yes, that's exactly right. The abounding overflow that is the will of God is not that you do without, but that you have a overflow so that you can do something with. You know the it, pipe gets wet too. Yes. It's, <laughs> so it's not about doing without, it's about doing something with what is right. overflow. And that begins with generosity. So, well, I should say it's expressed in generosity. It begins because God is able and he makes us able. Praise God. 
know we're running short of time for our introduction. This is a nice introduction, having a great time. Uh, but we're going to talk about this in more in more detail over the coming weeks. Uh, I just do want to summarize the key points that we're going to be covering this month. And first of all, why are we talking about this? We want the whole Go Church family to be confident that God is able to equip us for every good work because he has good works planned for us. God is trying to get more to us so that we have more for his kingdom, for his purposes, for our lives, for our godly lives. So this month, we're going to be talking about the fact that we are able through. We are able through Jesus because we have a covenant with God. We are able through the Father because the Father has given us his word of promise. And we are able through the Holy Spirit because through the Holy Spirit, we have wisdom and power to accomplish everything God's called us to do. Praise God. And I'm going to read this, this verse, which we're going to keep referring back to. This is also in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. It says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And Amen. believe me, we need all of those. Yes to abound and to be able to do what God's called us to do. Gilbert, I believe we are able. We are able. And uh, this is uh, this is going to be a great series. We're going to have a great time next week at the Big Sunday. And if no one told you yet, I want to tell you that we love you. We're expecting great things for you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And, if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.